I said, well, hell, I got it going on then. Welcome back to the Reload Podcast. My name is Kyle Boone, and we've got a late week episode for you. Uh, wanted to push this out. There is no Dustin Ragusa tonight. Um, we had conflicting schedules, and I am traveling um, next week, and, and in fact, starting on Friday. So we have a solo podcast for you. I cannot say this is a special episode because I would not consider myself to be special. However, I am going to deliver some news to you. Uh, this is a recruiting podcast. So we're going to mostly talk about some um, OSU recruiting. Um, before we get to today's podcast, I want to hear a quick word from our sponsor and we will hop right in. Uh, Cowboy fans, do you find filing your taxes to be stressful? It doesn't have to be that way. The team over at Angel Johnston Blasting Game is here to help. They offer a wide range of financial services, including tax preparation, payroll, bookkeeping, and LLC formation. And they're accepting new clients ready to meet with you. So if you need any of these services, again, that's tax preparation, bookkeeping, LLC formation, payroll, whatever it is, um, give Cameron or Evan a call. You will not regret it. 405 224 6363, six, two very reliable guys, and uh, the team over at Angel Johnson and Blassingham does a really good job. So, uh, again, that's 405 224 6363. So, uh, straight into the biggest news of the week Oklahoma State landed a commitment um, from a graduate transfer receiver. Now, this kind of came out of left field. Um, there was some speculation over the past few months that. OSU was looking at a graduate transfer receiver, and, and in fact, the name that most OSU fans and uh, insiders had in mind was LaMichael Petway, um, a grad transfer from Arkansas who had visited OSU. He was long on OSU's radar, um, and then this week came well, entirely out of left field, Michael McRae, um, who, who actually may be a, a familiar name to OSU fans. He is a receiver from South Alabama. Now, you know, you think that a South Alabama guy, what what does OSU fans know about him? OSU actually played McCray twice. um, And in two games against OSU, he logged a combined five receptions um, for 46 total yards, three receptions for 19 last year, and three for 27 uh, yards the year prior. Um, McCray graduated in three years, so he apparently is fairly smart. Uh, production wise, he did not really uh, blow it out of the water, I guess you could say. Um, last season, he had 29 total receptions, 273 yards receiving. The year before, 22 receptions, 270 yards receiving. So, you know, you could say that he was a complimentary piece, and, um, and I think that'd be probably putting it fairly kindly. Um, it, it is not a huge get for OSU because I think most people would, would consider the receiving core to be the deepest position on the OSU roster. And I think they've done a really, really good job recruiting and developing at that position 
um, with, with Casey Dunn, the receivers coach, who I think is probably the best developmental coach on the staff. Uh, but McCray is is an interesting take. He was originally committed to UNLV when he decided he was going to graduate and transfer, but had a change of heart. It appears that OSU had a change of heart and and uh, decided that they wanted to go ahead and take him in this class. Um, the interesting thing about McCray, he's a six foot five, one hundred ninety pound receiver. So. You look at his production, you think, well, you know, gosh, you don't think he's going to be a Bolitnikov finalist. He's, he's probably not going to be a number two or maybe even a number three. Might at best be, you know, a, a depth piece, uh, maybe the fifth or sixth receiver. But the fact that he's six foot five, I mean, you're getting a guy who is the same size and height uh, basically as Marcel Aitman. I think it's a really interesting thing. And he could be a specialist, a guy that they can kind of throw it to and say, hey, Go get the ball in the end zone, man, and, and just go up and get a ball. Uh, my large adult son, Spencer Sanders, could just lob it into the end zone to him, and I could see that actually working. Um, it'll be interesting to kind of see. I think the idea taking McCray is Jalen McCleskey, who, who decided to graduate and transfer last year uh, to Tulane. He's essentially taking uh, McCleskey's spot, scholarship, so to speak, and um so it's an interesting take. I don't think it's going to be a, a game changer for 2019, but I do think it will have some impact um, in the wide receiver core and how that uh, depth chart shakes out. Um, another very off-the-radar bit of news, Baron Odom, uh, a tight end who uh, was with OSU for several years, decided the day after McCray transferred, or decided he was going to transfer to OSU, that he is, in, in fact, transferring Odom is a tight end, um, not the same position, but I do think it provides maybe some context as to how OSU is kind of maneuvering its scholarships for 2019. Um, you know, the Odom scholarship isn't going to McRae, but I, I do think that it, it, it could maybe signal, um, you know, kind of what OSU is going for going into next season because, you know, when you when you lose a scholarship player at at, at this point in the season, um, you can't really make it up unless you get a, a graduate transfer. So it's possible that they shift a scholarship over to from from Cowboy back to to the receiver spot, and McCray ends up benefiting. I think that's uh, something to keep an eye on, and and it would be kind of weird, and and uh, it would surprise me a little bit, but maybe not so much if McCray is you know a fairly unproductive receiver at South Alabama comes in and uh, becomes like a, a cowboy back. You know, he's six foot five. He's not super big, and I doubt he's a very good blocker. Um, but, you know, I think if, if you're going to uh, implement a new system with Sean Gleason, uh, that, that heavily features tight ends. Um, wouldn't surprise me at all if, if Gleason has something cooked up where he's, he's going to uh, use McCray as kind of a split cowboy back as, as a tight end and and feature him almost exclusively as a pass catcher to really um, use his size and his pass catching on the outside and try and take advantage of some matchups. So that will be really, really interesting to watch. I'm curious to see how that unfolds, and, and especially I'm curious to see kind of uh, what year one under Sean Gleason is going to look like. Uh, shifting gears to uh, football news, not only, um, not only for 2019 roster, but for 2020, um, OSU landed a commitment this week from offensive lineman Trent Pullen. 
Uh, Poland is a uh, someone made a joke that he is a Poland guard. Um, kudos to you, whoever whoever made that joke. I'd like to give you credit, but I can't find it right now. But um, he is an offensive guard. He's six foot three, two hundred seventy pounds. Just a mammoth offensive lineman. Committed to Oklahoma State over Arkansas, Baylor, um, Boston College had offered recently. Colorado had offered. Houston offered. Kansas State. LSU, Purdue, SMU, Texas A&M, Texas State, you name it. So a really, really good get for, for Oklahoma State in this uh, 2020 recruiting class. Poland is from Waco, Texas, and uh, went to Con- he, he goes to Connolly High School. And I think that's a really important note here because OSU is re- also recruiting his teammate, Corey Black, a cornerback. Um, who, in fact, OSU offered two years ago. So they have really, really put the press on um, Corey Black. And, you know, with with landing his teammate, Trent Pullen, I think that is an interesting dynamic that is unfolding there. Uh, Corey Black has a bunch of other high major offers. Um, and I'm pulling up his page here. He has 17 offers in total, Baylor, Colorado, um, Houston, Kansas State, uh, Louisiana, so all the the normal suspects um, that you would expect. I think OSU's chances are are drastically improving with this commitment, though, because you know when you get a guy who uh, like Poland, maybe not a traditional OSU commit. He's from Baylor, Texas, or Baylor um, Baylor area. He's from Waco. You know, typically Baylor's able to keep those guys in the state, and Matt Rule has done a really good job recruiting there, but. OSU was able to pull him from uh, from Texas. Now with Black, you look and see, you know, if they can get a 6'1", 170-pound corner who can really fly, good cover corner. Um, I think that could really, really be interesting, and that's something that I'm keeping an eye on. For now, though, um, OSU n- now moves up to six commitments in the 2020 recruiting class. They've got um, two of the highest-rated commitments are now offensive linemen and specifically offensive guards. The highest-rated is four-star offensive guard Eli Russ, just a huge, huge lineman uh, from Ardmore, Oklahoma, six foot five, three hundred five pounds. Um, he is a top three fifty recruit. Pullen is uh, is just barely off the four-star scale, rated as a three-star recruit, um, top four fifty. Um, overall, number 62 in the state of Texas. So um, they've got a, a, two linebacker commitments as well, Brendan Walker and Cole Thompson. Both uh, from Walker is from Oklahoma City. Thompson is from Norman. And then they've got Jabbar Muhammad, a, a cornerback committed, and Grant Mahan uh, from Denton Geyer, Texas. He's a defensive tackle. So uh, overall, the class is shaping up to actually look pretty good. I expect it to really start growing here in the next couple weeks because OSU typically, um, you know, with the new uh, signing day that's scheduled each year in December, OSU has really uh, filled out its class for the most part in um, in April, in May, and going into the summer. Uh, before the football season begins, I would expect that almost this entire class will be filled up. So, you know, they have six commitments now. The NCAA max you can have scholarship-wise is 25. And um, I think that they'll probably get around 25, 23, 24, somewhere around there. That would be my guess. Still a long way from completing the class, but I do think it's interesting that, uh, 
that we're really starting to see kind of the fruits of this this coaching staff's labor um, unfold. One more note on um, on Trent Pullen, the offensive lineman who committed this week. Pullen um, was the first offer from Charlie Dickey, the new, the new offensive line coach that OSU was able to snag. Dickey um, was essentially he lost his job because Bill Snyder fi- was fired, not fired. Excuse me. Uh, Bill Snyder quit. Bill Snyder would never be fired, just for the record. Uh, Bill Bill Snyder decided to hang it up. He called it quits, um, and Dickey therefore had no job. Um, he was he was Snyder's longtime offensive line coach. Um, but at Kansas State, he had actually recruited Pullen, um, had offered Pullen way back in early 2018. So he had already established a relationship with Pullen, and I think that's really important because. Yeah, OSU didn't didn't recruit him all that long. Um, OSU's coaching staff, that is. But um, Dickey had come in in early in, in this um, in February when he was hi- hired by Mike uh, Mike Gundy. Um, came in, made an offer to Pullen, had already had that relationship in place, and from there it was really smooth sailing. The the recruitment actually went pretty smoothly and pretty quickly because. You know, OSU offered him in February. He committed in April, and I had heard that you know he was kind of itching and ready to make a commitment for several weeks. So uh, I think they wanted to try and hold that off. So it, it looked like there was maybe some fruits of the labor from um, the spring game this past weekend. So that is a really good um, a, a good signing. I think that he's a guy that they can really build around. And um, the offensive line, I, I saw that Adam Lunt, a uh, friend of the program was was tweeting about this week. It, it is really, really coming along, and I think from where they were maybe three years ago to where they are now, it is it is night and day how much the talent has really improved. And for those that were a little bit curious and and maybe even concerned about how offensive line recruiting would go with Josh Josh Henson leaving OSU for Texas A and M. I think you're kind of seeing some of those questions be answered because Dickey, Dickey was able to pull a really highly touted um, offensive lineman from Waco. So far, Eli Russ, the in-state recruit uh, who's rated four stars, has not left. And so that's certainly a good sign. I would not expect him to leave. I, I think that he's really stuck and um, all in with OSU. So those are all good signs moving forward for OSU. And uh, for, for football recruiting in general, I think things are starting to um, maybe look up a little bit. They're ranked inside the top 30, and um, I would expect that they'll be making some more moves in the not-too-distant future. Okay, one more uh, quick word from our sponsor, and then we will finish with some, uh, some hoops recruiting. Uh, Cowboy fans, do you find filing your taxes to be stressful? It doesn't have to be that way, and in fact, you probably should have already filed your taxes by now. But if you haven't, uh, the team over at Angel Johnson Blasting Game, they are here to help. Um, they offer a wide range of financial services, including tax preparation, bookkeeping, payroll, LLC formation, you name it. Um, they're accepting new clients and ready to meet with you now. So if you need any of these services, bookkeeping, payroll, tax preparation, LLC formation, um, give Cameron Evan a call today, 405-224-6363. You will not regret it. Really good dudes. Um, they'll shoot you straight, um, they, and they can help you with, with the stuff that is over your head. They ha- helped me with my taxes this year, and uh, filing my taxes was a breeze. So 
6363. Now moving to hoops recruiting, um, I got a request from the great Matt Matt Amelian earlier this week saying, um, hey, can we get an updated big board on uh, viable uh, transfers for 2019? And I thought that was a great question because we had not done an updated big board for OSU, and uh, I thought it was probably long overdue. So I'm going to run through these really quickly because I could go for 45 minutes, but I'm not going to. Um, I'll name the ones that I think are most likely, and um, and we'll kind of go from there. I think the most likely to uh, to commit to OSU in 2019, and um, just full for more information on this, the OSU has two scholarships left, so they can only take two more in the class based off of. Um, the the players that are returning and the players that that they've signed and also the players who are leaving. Um, the most likely I think will probably commit Dudu Gaye, uh, the six foot nine, two hundred twenty power forward from Daytona State. Um, he visited OSU two weeks ago. We have not heard anything since then. He's not on social media, which. Uh, Ragu and I talked about uh, in our last podcast is is uh, virtually unheard of in this day and age. But kudos to him. We just haven't heard one way or another. I expect that he will commit to OSU, and and for this reason, OSU hired his former coach Eric Pastrana. Uh, Pastrana was a former coach at Daytona State. Um, he had a relationship with Guy Gaye, and in fact, he was a huge reason that Gaye went to Daytona State. Um, I would expect OSU eventually lands him. He's eligible immediately. He has two seasons left to play, um, was really productive at Daytona State, and in last year he was basically a really, really good um, stretch big man. Averaged 11 points, 7.4 rebounds, while shooting 38.2% from the three-point line. I think that would be a huge get for OSU. Wouldn't surprise me if that was maybe, if they do end up landing him, that would be maybe the final piece to this class. Um under Boynton, they have actually done a really good job at of addressing um, some some needs at the midseason year. Um, you know, they landed uh, Curtis Jones. He was a, a midseason transfer, and I would expect that they want to keep as much flexibility as possible during the season. So if they are able to land Gaye, uh, really address some front court depth, I wouldn't be surprised if they perhaps just stay put. There's a couple of grad transfers that are floating out there. Ray John Tucker um, averaged 21 points per game last season at Arkansas Little Rock. OSU's reached out to him. Would be shocked if he came to OSU, though. Uh, he declared for the NBA draft, and and he has until May 29th to return. Um, I think he'll probably end up returning because, you know, I don't think he'll be drafted, but OSU is not the only program that is vying for his commitment. I've heard that you know, dozens of programs have reached out to him. And at this point, I'd be a little bit surprised if they're able to land him. One that I think is potentially on the table, but not ha- has not been discussed yet. Admon Gilder, six foot four shooting guard. Um, he's actually a Texas A&M uh, senior. He had actually taken OSU pretty seriously during his high school recruiting. Decided recently that he is going to graduate and transfer with Buzz Williams coming in. Deciding he wants to find a new scene. Um, he's expected to graduate this spring, and uh, would be eligible immediately. You know, in the last time he was healthy, he actually sat out last year because 
he was injured. The last time he was healthy was 2017 season. He averaged 12.3 points per game, 4.1 rebounds, and shot 40% from the three-point line. So I think that would be a huge get. He could potentially be a guy that could show Chris Harris Jr. the ropes at OSU, and I think that would be uh, kind of an ideal marriage for OSU because he would he would be one of the most experienced guys on the roster um, from day one. And I think there was some interest, like I said, in high school, and I think that could potentially reignite um, in the coming weeks. So that's a, that's a guy to maybe keep an eye on. Um, Ragu and I talked about the possibility of Maurice Kalu. Uh, potentially coming back. I have not heard anything since um, since I reported on that a few weeks ago. Um, Kalu made a visit to Nebraska. Um, I heard that he made a visit out west. I don't remember which program it was, but um, I don't. I can't say one way or another if if he would potentially come back or not. I think that OSU is uh, willing and potentially open to welcoming him back. Um, I think there's maybe some bridges to cross there. I think it's a fairly nuanced situation. Um, there's some within the program and around the OSU athletic department that want to give him a second chance. Um, some people would probably prefer to avoid that PR nightmare because uh, if you remember, Kalu was kicked off the team and, and was associated with um, some fairly serious legal um, situations uh, that... that came along with several other players being kicked off the team. So if they were able to um, bring him back, I think it'd be a nice get. I don't really know how that'd work if he would just immediately get a scholarship back or if he'd have to sit out next year because he actually committed to Cleveland State after he left and and uh, I think officially was I think he officially transferred. So be interesting to kind of see how that worked. Um, I'll try and get an update on this uh, on Kalu over the pat over the next week and see if I can um, kick the tires and see if I can find any new information. All I know is Kalu wants to come back to OSU. I think it's a matter of, of OSU accepting him. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Uh, I think that is all we have for the podcast today. I apologize for it being somewhat brief. And uh, again, I apologize for no ragu. This is uh, not having ragu on the podcast is honestly the worst because he carries me. He is the uh, the life of the party. Um, but I will be traveling next week, and uh, we just could not get our schedules together. So hopefully this holds you over. If uh, if we have any immediate recruiting needs, you can go to uh, to Ragu for all your recruiting needs, and uh, maybe perhaps he'll even record a podcast next week. Who knows? But in the meantime, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll try to be back uh, as soon as possible with more information as uh, as the recruiting season winds on. If you have made it past this point, please be sure to rate and subscribe us on iTunes. Uh, leave us a comment. Be sure to comment on Ragu's biceps. He loves that, and uh, it actually helps us with um, just in terms of visibility and, and getting the name out there and trying to gain more listeners and um so yeah that'd be awesome and um thanks again for listening and uh we'll catch you guys next time